Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you can find the books, all kinds, the AIM series, AIM Con, the resources, devotional songs, and many other great resources right there for free, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. This is the John and Paul Show. I am Paul, Paul Sperlin. With me, as always, is John Podine, back live here from Montgomery, Alabama. It is great to be with you, and this is the Friday Call-In Show. Good morning, everybody. We are glad that you're joining us. We hope everybody is doing well and is staying well. In case you have not heard, Paul, there is a flu epidemic going on right now. I have heard that. It is happening in my house. Yes, it has. And after after the show, I will be disaffecting myself. Sounds good. You know, just got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I, did that. I did take a shower. Human gave you the table. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> same, same. Yes, hope everybody is staying well. Uh, please, please hope everybody is staying uh, well. Watch out for the uh, – I mean, Paul, it's, it's been so bad that, that – I don't know if you've heard this a lot. Doctors are even telling people they're saying the worst place to go right now with the flu is actually the church. Don't say that. I know. Where are you hearing that? I've heard that from like two different sources. Let me just say something. If I'm one who's a member here, all, one who is a member here, by the way. First of all, I mean, don't you think that if you're sick, you need to go to church? <laughs> I mean, you can pray at home, but well, there is something biblical about where Jesus, you I'm know, summoned to be the great physician. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, if you are sick and you have the flu, please don't send your kids to school. It just makes more people sick. Or on a youth so, trip. Or on a youth trip. Don't do that. I've done that before. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you've never seen so much. Well, I won't get there. Get to go to that. But, um, but yeah, if you're sick, <laughs> stay home. Get better. Call the doctor. In most cases, I thought you're gonna go here. Most cases, the doctors say don't come to the doctor's office. You'll get sick. Do you realize the doctors' offices are like walking mortuaries right now? They're just waiting for you to come in and say, "See ya." They, they are, do you realize in Montgomery they are out of Tamiflu? Oh, I know. Um, apparently, Brad's wife, Lori over at mom park she uh she's a, a pharmacist and works in a pharmacy they're out of it anytime somebody comes with a prescription she has to make it up by hand Ooh, i mean that is how bad it's gotten in in montgomery area that does sound serious flu. oh yeah, I've, never, I've never seen it like this before oh and we've had one death in montgomery out pike road elementary oh, from it. yeah so yeah. so please stay well there's two things there's that stomach virus and then there's the other thing going on so uh no oh, matt wheeler's joining us hey matt good to see you hey. um hope you're doing well up there um, but this is our show. We're glad that you are joining us today. Uh, we do want to mention, you know, you mentioned a second about the books that we have for sale. We, we yeah. do want to keep reminding everybody that we do have, um, Lonnie Jones's book, Pedagogue. On hand and ready to on deliver. On hand, ready to deliver. If you are interested in that book, go to, uh, call, call us. Yeah. Um, the book price is $15. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will get that to you. Uh, Jeremy Page joining us. He said, hey guys. What up, Jeremy? Oh, Jeremy. How you doing? 
hope hope Buford is nice and and warm this morning. Yeah. Um, that um, you say that, but it, it's cold everywhere. It is cold. It's everywhere. weird with the sunshine like crazy, but it's like freezing. Yesterday was like seventy degrees. I was so excited. It was weird. Yeah. Short sleeves. Loved yes. it. Um, but sorry. Continue. But yeah, we want you to be. If you're interested in that, uh, Paul will actually, and we'll talk about where Paul's going to be next week at the Free Hardman Lectures in just a moment. But Paul will have some books up there mm-hmm. with him this uh, next week. You ordered uh, about what? Uh, about a hundred? Yeah. About a hundred books. Going to take them up there. So. Um, if you're interested in that and you're going to be up at Freed Hardeman, go ahead and bring your money. Paul may even give you a deal on them. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I'm not probably, probably not. I probably will. <laughs> he says it's warm in his house. There you go. That's it's good. warm in this church building. That's good. So uh, make sure you please do that and think about that. We also got the ABC Devo books for both girls and guys. Mm-hmm. And um, encourage all youth ministers to grab some of those and take it home and share it with your kids. Um, really good buy and really affordable, but also uh, easy to read and easy to follow. It's just a, it's a cool, it's a cool opportunity to study on, on their own. Oh. You know, cause a lot of people always ask, you know, where do I start my study where I start? I think you start with ABCs. Absolutely. I mean, that kind of makes sense. And next year we'll do one, two, three. Man, we should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, the, the Bible is nothing but telling you about numbers. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So-and-so beget so-and-so in the numbers for the 902 years, all the threes and all the forties and <laughs> three days, three nights. I just want days, you to know that uh, Donovan, is joining us. Donovan. He said he likes me more than you. Welcome. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, but we are, we do want to mention though, uh, this week coming up, if you are in the area, oh, Nikki Allen, <laughs> we just saw your, your dad a minute ago. He was making fun of us coming over here to do the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man, we could have a whole show about Leon. Yeah, we could. Nikki, we'll have to get you to call in someday, talk about your dad. That'd be great. That would be awesome. And but, we'll have him in the studio audience with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but you are going to be next week, starting this Sunday, is the uh, lectureship up at Freed Hardeman University. We want to tell everybody about and remind them about. Uh, it's been going on for years. I mean, how, how many? I, mean, I, I bet Jeremy could tell us. Yeah. I mean, it's got to um, be, what, 80, 90 years? I was thinking the 75th anniversary wasn't too long ago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah. Yeah, somewhere out from there. Guess. So uh, the Free Hardeman Lectures and our good friend and co-host, Paul Sperlin, oh. is 86. Somebody's, 86 uh, yeah, years old. Dovin Pace says 86, 86. Wow. 86 years of doing this. So yeah. Paul's going to be up there speaking on, what, Tuesday, you said? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, one thirty. We'll be uh, discussing the uh, teen and children curriculum, the sequence and scope. So uh, I actually presented that at the uh, leadership uh, conference at Freed at the end of the week last year. And so um, um, Brother Cook, Cook, Brother Kirk Brothers uh, asked me if I would come in. Well, actually, I talked to Doug and asked if I would come in and share it with the youth minister. So we actually developed it a little further than, than just the the numbers and stuff uh, and, the, and the, the topics we've developed. Because what happened was, I talked mostly about the teen stuff then, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of questions about the center model, which we do here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks do. I think it's a catching on thing. Yep. It, it works. So we, I have it broke, broken down into the kind of things we study, but also how it's set up um, and walking through. it got well, pictures and things like that. And, and you know. I guess what, what everybody, what Paul is talking about uh, here at the university church, they do the, what they call it faith university. Right. And it's like, they're different. It's almost like. I kind of consider it almost like VBS. You know, when you do stations at VBS, it's kind of like that, but on steroids. Man, you just you just broke the golden rule of center. Um, mm, it, it, is really? not, it is not. Making, making I'm it. not saying it is. It I, that's is. the one thing I can that, think of when I describe it. Well, it's it. funny because everybody asks, is it like VBS? Is it like VBS? No. 
VBS, it, you're talking about steroids. Kids are crazy. You know, these, these kids are <laughs> these are sane children um, that, that that want to learn about Jesus. But you're right. It is it, it, it's it's the center model. You go from place to place. But the way we work that, not to go through the whole material there, uh, they is, don't give it up. They don't do all four of the or five sessions in the same Wednesday night time period. You just you rotate every other week. You go right. to different places. So yeah, we'll, we'll share that, that that along with um, what we do with Teen Curriculum, but also something that you and I are over the past few months have really put some, some research in and energy in, right. and that's creating assessments for congregations. And so this is a, a teaching assessment that will not just show you what to teach, how to teach, but also how to find out if your kids are grasping what you're teaching. Right. And by the way, there's a correction. Uh, Joven said it's actually 82, not 86, but still 82. I didn't Correct. say 86. No, he you said, said that I was 86. No, I'm talking about how many years Free Hardman has been doing oh. it. Oh, right, 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 right. But you did mention something there a second ago, Paul, that, um, that um, you know, that we've been kind of working on the last couple of months and what this is kind of coming out of is, of, is assessments. And we've helped uh, a couple of churches, mm-hmm. you know, on assessments of youth ministry, college ministry, people trying to start certain things up. Um, and we will actually be talking a little bit about this at the Faulkner Lectures at the first week of March at the Youth and Family Summit, um, where if you've already, I think that came out, the, the brochure came out this yeah, past week. If you've absolutely. seen it, you may have seen our name on there. We're not we're not necessarily going to do a show. I mean, we may go Facebook Live from it, but uh, it might be fun. Um, it will be. Uh, it's informational. I mean, it's something yeah. that's going to help. It's going to help ministers. It's going to help all Christians uh, how to better facilitate those things. But when it comes to the assessment, something that I think we need to make sure everyone understands. This is something that John and I put together together, but but also it's something we work in in um, hand in hand with the Cloverdale Center for youth and family ministry and so from Faulkner. So so they're assisting with that, this, we're assisting them with this and, and helping to to send the message out all through mm-hmm. the nation or all over the world as far as um, how to get, you need research to talk about certain congregations, what you're trying to do. And so, and so it's just, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be good. A lot of good stuff. Dale said Go real good job, guys. Thank you. It's almost like we feel like we need to like not smile <laughs> because people think, um, hey, because we were just told earlier, um, you know, it must be nice to have a job where you're just, you know, it's so fun. But that's part of the whole talk today is if you're not having fun, you need to do something else. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, last week you're serving you, God for crying out loud. Well, one thing that we're trying to do awesome. with what we're trying to do with this thing that you and I are, are trying to um, kind of get going with this assessment thing for churches and trying to help them out with right. youth and college ministries and things like that Um is this idea of ministering to ministers and we kind of kicked it off last week and you and people have asked us what do you mean by this five star thing and it's kind of where um we've got our kind of how do i call this i call it our our mission statement for what we're trying to do with with with, with our new with our group yeah mission statement not just well it is kind of what we do but actually it's a mission statement that i think all of us should be following and that's what brings about the whole line there of maintaining excellence in ministry. Right, because that's what we're trying to do. We want our ministers that, that are within our, our Church of Christ. Jerry Elder says, really good job, too, guys. Him and Dale must be watching together. Did they say really good job? Really good job. Just really good job? Yeah, we haven't gone great yet. Um, I, I thought it was great work. But whatever. <laughs> um, what we want to try to do is we have a lot of people who are graduated from our preaching training schools and from our colleges, and you know, in, in in business, in business, Paul, they're, they always encourage you to do continuing education. I know that's one thing, and here's a little plug for Dale and what they do with the Jenkins Institute and their better conferences and stuff, mm-hmm. is trying to make preachers better and trying to get them right. to improve and to grow where they're at. So, you know, we're not doing the same thing 30 years from now that we did 
you know, today to help sure. grow and everything like this. And so kind of our mindset behind it is how can we maintain growing excellence in our ministry? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, and also uh, you mentioned Dale. Dale and Jeff actually have what's called preacher therapy that they'll be doing uh, at, during the free lectures. I believe that's Tuesday through Thursday at 1245 in Lloyd Auditorium. So want to push that. Always a great experience and I'll always enjoy that too. But that's kind of what we do. And, and we've already mentioned that, that they really try to, to offer something there for preachers and ministers. Right. And we more try to help out youth ministers, but really it's, it's all people. It's all Christians. It's everybody that, can, that, that, that wants to glorify and to spread God's work. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with it. And so that's why we came up with these five stars. And if you were joining us last week, you, you kind of, we kind of talked a little bit about it. I do want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, Joven, he's the one who told us about the 82 years. He said, this is his first time watching live. Oh, so, welcome. So welcome. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Um, so what we did last week with our five stars, we kind of put, this is kind of where, um, and it's not just for ministers, but it's even the Christian life of kind of how we live. And, yeah. and we, we're just going to go, we're not going to go through all of them li- like we did last week, but just quickly kind of go through those five. Well, not in depth, those five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, Let's number one five. is yeah. it's got God first. God's got to be number one in your life. Um, and Jesus stars, said that. And, and Jesus said that. Yeah, put it number one in your life. And so when we talk about the J&P group, John and Paul, the group, the group means something. And so under the letter G, which is the first star mm-hmm. of the five, is God first in everything. Right. In every decision you make and everything you do, if you, don't, if you don't look for God in all your answers for everything, then we're going to find ourselves falling by the wayside. Well, and that's the, that's the whole thing. When Jesus was sitting there and he was getting talked to by the lawyer, and he's like, hey, what's the greatest command? And, yeah. and, and Jesus said, trying to put him in a corner. Command. Yeah, trying to put him in a corner. And he said, well, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. So that's where everything mm-hmm. has to start. The he's second, like, hello. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, my cousin Brittany is watching. Hey, Britt. Um, miss you. Um, the uh, second one is was the R, and, and we kind of changed it up a little bit. Last week we said love Jesus, but revere Jesus, same thing in all this. Uh, we lost connection, attempting to connect, reconnect. Oh, how did that happen? Not good. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're going to that thing. There we go. Stream has resumed. Sorry about that. Apparently we had um, someone trying to call. Um, apparently somebody came in and messed up our internet connection. Um, but revere Jesus and love his church um, and love what he's doing. You know, there's a lot of times where we, and you hear in the world, I want Jesus, but I don't want church. And it's almost like we almost become ashamed of what he died for. They come hand in hand. Yes, they uh, come hand in hand. One brings you to the other, and you can't have the other with the first. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a. I have a hard time recognizing that. Of course, that also gets back to the whole thing we talked about a few weeks ago about wanting their own thing and not what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. This is a command of Jesus, and uh, we're told to, to love him first in all that we do. And, um, and everything is, you know, we go back to the invincible and the, the principle, the, the, the singularity of the ownership. And so, yeah, you know, you do that. And so, and then number three was we got to follow our guide, you know, follow the Bible always and, and what we do. And it's only, only only the Bible. Only the Bible. From you the know, group, yeah. you know that's that that's the thing that we did talk a little bit about. You know, we've kind of gotten to a thing because we always pay attention to people who write books, and and I mean, my goodness, we're writing books, and we're getting people to write books mm-hmm. and doing things like this, and they're great resources. But sometimes we almost focus on them too much or more than we do the actual Bible. And so we right. got to remember that it's still God's word. That, that well, and it's okay to have a library. Oh, yeah. I think we all have a library, but I think the guide <laughs> for everything is the Bible. That's what's doesn't sustain a minister in ministry is not letting the Bible be the first thing you go to. The Bible is your go-to. It is your foundation. And if we don't use it as that, then we're going to, we're going to miss out. Here's the question I got to ask just real quick. In your big library that you got, 
You read all those books. It's not that big. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's no way I read all those books. I know. Neither have I. I haven't even opened all those books. They're just pretty. They look, they're not only have I not read them, I've not opened them all. <laughs> they look I mean, what a busy day that would be. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Um, to be fair, my dad gave me most of my library. That's true. And any of the books that look new, those are mine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love him, and he was awesome. And uh, he, Ooh. oh man, words can't describe the pride I have and the, the, what he accomplished in his life as a, as a minister on this earth. But, but yeah. Um, and then there's some books he's got, some some commentaries. There's no way I would have them if it wasn't for him. And, and I've been able to gain from them. Yeah. So, so those are good to have, good to use. Sure. But the Bible's first. If you don't use the Bible, you turn you, your ministry turns into a bunch of fluff. Right. And so so don't do that. Uh, number number four was the you in in this because nobody likes dead air fluff. Bluff. That's correct. Sorry, I'm, 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 I, with, I, I'm I with you now. I lost you. I know. I'm sorry. I was, like, I was still in that. I was in that euphoria of let's talk about the fact that you got out of the Bible. Bluff. Air. No. Let's keep talking. Yes. But the U, the U in the group stood for unselfish service. Is that what we put it as? I um, forgot what you termed it as. Where are we at? What do you number doing? four? Serve others. Oh yeah, serve uh, understanding. Service. Understanding service. Yeah. yeah, understanding service. Understanding that you know when when Jesus said you know the greatest command love your Lord your God with all your heart soul strength and mind second is like mm-hmm. it unto it love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. And uh, well, let his mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, every time you read, especially in the Matthew twenty five passages in there, especially when you're talking about the sheep and the goats, there is about serving other people, people mm-hmm. who are in need, people who um, uh, maybe destitute, maybe there. Uh, you know, struggling in different parts of life. Right, right. And he says, when you did it to me, did it to the least of these, you did it to me. That's true. And so now here, here's the thing that kind of, and then we're not done with the five, but this, this is the thing that carries us kind of to what today's topic is about. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time and we should um, serving the flock and serving the Lord and being there for the flock. There comes a time where it has to turn around and the flock has to turn around and say, you know, minister, love you. What can we do for you? Mm. You know, and that's going to be where we're, we're definitely headed we'll get, to that. We'll get there in just a minute. Yes. Number five was um, uh, the P in P. the group. P. Don't make it personal. Don't make it personal. It's not about me. It's you know, not about it, me. It's never about me. Place yourself last. Uh, and that's tough to do as a person. It's tough to do with human nature. It doesn't allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. We're always about us. But, mm-hmm. but that's not how we're built. You know, we're built to be heavenly creatures. Yep. We're not built to be here very long. So, so. Don't don't act like we're supposed to be here for a while because you don't want to be here at the end. And also, you know? especially if you're a minister and you're involved in whether you're a youth minister, you're a preaching minister, or whatever, whatever it is, um, that it's um, it, it's not supposed to be about you. That the church is not supposed to be about you. Right in there. To me, things happen, splits happen when it becomes personal. Oh my goodness! In okay. there, so definitely, definitely do that and and be, you know. Um, Really good point. Keep it, keep it away from focused upon you. Right now, as we get into the next part of this, when we talk about ministering to the ministers, I think there's two categories here we need to look at mm-hmm. uh, because a minister comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, we minister to, I minister to teenagers mm-hmm. throughout the week, and they minister to people at their school. Sure, they minister to you know brothers and sisters and. Aunts and uncles and friends and, and um, uh, you know, teammates, you know, they minister to people. Uh, mom, dad, you're ministers. Uh, you minister to your families. Um, dad, you minister to your home, um, uh, per what Paul uh, presented to us there in Ephesians 5, where he talks about the importance of leading the family, leading the home. You have a responsibility there. And so, so I think we need to continue to understand that, that the minister comes in all different shapes and sizes, 
And and here's the deal, and this comes back maybe, John, to some self-identity, some image, mm-hmm. because God created us all in his image. But also he put us in a position where all of us are ministers. All of us have an opportunity to share God's message, spread the word. If you got some, if you got the antidote, some terrible uh, disease, give it to somebody. You know that's something. Pay it forward. Help I, out. I think we lost. We have, we we lost within the church. Is we let somebody else handle it. I mean, because I mean, how many of you? And, and I know we have a lot of people who watch us who are ministers, and we have a lot of people who watch it who aren't ministers, um, who aren't paid people who work at the church. I right. guess maybe I'm trying to clarify what I what I Whose was going to say. Isn't at the church building, right? And that a lot of times. You know, we get into the mindset, well, that's what we pay him to do. Yeah. We pay him to do this, and so that's what we want him to do. And it's almost like we've had this mindset of um, I can kind of sit outside for a little while, and, and I'll let the preacher go and do it. I'll let the youth minister go and do it. I'll let the college minister go and do it because that's what they – or the elders because that's what they're supposed to do. And it's almost like, well, because I put my money in that contribution plate, mm-hmm. then I've, I've satisfied my soul for the week, and I don't have to go and do it. But what, that's not what Scripture calls us. Scripture calls us that we are all ministers to go out and work for his kingdom. Right. And that, guess what? Sometimes it's hard work. Isn't that what Paul told Timothy? Was it Second Timothy 2-3? Um, you know, be thou faithful uh, as, a, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the deal. You talk about the preacher being the preacher, and he's supposed to be telling us what to do. Da, da, da. No, we work and fight and battle. Mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday and Sunday we come together to, to bring to surround the, the sort of the circle of wagons a little bit and regroup and decide, okay, what are we as ministers, as as as, as members of God, and people yeah. of God, right. what are we gonna do this next week? So I need Sunday to give God my very best because it's his day mm-hmm. and I give it to him on his terms. Mm-hmm. And then from that day I'm refreshed and I'm ready to go again this next week. And guess what? Wednesday we get to come back together again and study the Bible again, learn a little more and get back out there and do some more. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. That's the process of what we should be doing as far as um bettering ourselves as Christians but also helping others to find Christ. But I think the part of the reason that's focused that that's kind of we've we've done this move on this show for right now for these last couple of weeks for this last week and this week these few weeks coming up is we're specifically talking because that that's supposed to be the model but it's not the model I know. the model is broken and what's happening is we need to fix it we are laying everything yeah. down on these people who are paid to do this and guess what's happening they're burning out mm-hmm. they're struggling with certain things and it's almost because we have put them up on high pedestals into a way we put them up so high that there's nowhere to go but to fall. And ministers, and and I forgot who mentioned it last week, um, that somebody had written something and put it out on Facebook, that ministers have lives too, and that sometimes they struggle with things just as much as everybody else does, but they're not expected to, or they're expected to be above that and to be able to, to rise above all of those things. Um, and so we, we kind of got some things here that we wanted to talk about for how do you – how can a normal – how do I say normal is not the right word. The, the, the person who is in the pew, how yeah. can you help your minister? Mm-hmm. How can you – is that a, probably a good yeah, way of being able to, of, yeah, of, yeah. of calling that? It's yeah. how can you help your minister mm-hmm. and do some things in all of this? And, and I know we've basically got three things, you know, since yeah. this – talking about ministers, we've got to have the three things. Let's yeah. preachers do. Three, you know. three, outline. three, <laughs> three points in the outline in there. And, and you've got some things. Pick up your outline at the door. Right. Kind of thing. right. Uh, well, we start with prayer. You know, I think, um, I think everything in, in the, the battlefield, you start with prayer. Uh, you can actually look at almost every possible situation in life. Uh, hopefully, unless they've they've lost the sight of God in prayer and 
and the power of his might. But um, you know, you used to, um, you know, I played football in um, in, in uh, high school, middle school, and so we um, we always um, set up had a prayer mm-hmm. before we left the um, before the ATLU came in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to pray at school in the morning, mm-hmm. um, either before or after the um, the Pledge of Allegiance was 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 taken. And some schools still do that, some don't. Um, you know, we used to pray. Um, you know, before uh, any, any important meeting, any gathering, that the prayer was a big deal. A lot of communities come together and pray. You know, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, and that's that's um, this or that, uh, depending on the group and who's leading it, and that kind of thing. You know, we used to um, before ball games. I think. Um, National anthem, yes, but I think I know with me and 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 um, not collegiate, but in high school sports and other sports, not just mm-hmm. football, but in everything, it's all it was always a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, but now it's it it's like forget that. But but in in helping and everything, what I'm saying here is the beginning of it all to find strength. You know, if you want to go out and do it on your own, you're going to fail. Um, David had a great relationship with God because he spoke to God. Um, and so, so the prayer is important there. I think it's very important to, to keep in mind. And so when it comes to our, our, our ministers, we're not going to say pray for him, move to the next one. We're going to talk about what about prayer. And so I think we need to be specific in what we pray for for him. Right. Um, and, and, and his family. And we'll get to that in a few weeks, actually. And that's the thing. You, you, said, you said something there a second ago, Paul. You know, and I wonder if we struggle with praying for, you know, we always, it's almost like, well, it's something you, 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 you expect, well, I'm going to pray for my elders, I'm going to pray for my deacons, I'm going to pray for my ministers. Do we really do that? Oh, my goodness, I was about to say that. <laughs> do we really do yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I know there are people who are watching it and say, yes, absolutely, I do, and thank you. Trust me, for your people that, that at your home congregation that you're praying for, I promise you they are grateful for that. Because, But I wonder, and, and this is something for us to talk about after we finish this, this, shows, uh, this series of shows, maybe, is having a section on prayer. Do we believe in prayer anymore? And I'm, trying, and I'm here to tell you there is no way that Paul and I, neither one of us, would be here today if God did not answer prayers. There is absolutely no no way that there are certain things that that and not to to go off of what we're trying to talk about. There are certain things that in, in recent time, even with my life and Paul and I sat, sat and talking about, that there's no way it could happen without God. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely and, and and in a sense, I remember Jeremy Jeremy Hall said this. I think he was speaking at Exposure uh, when he okay. said this. He said, "Faith is not just." getting what you expect to be able to get. Mm-hmm. Faith is expecting something that's so big, the only person that could do it is God. Mm-hmm. And that's what prayer is. Prayer, I remember it was a Charles Hodge in his book on prayer. He, he called it a voice of faith mm-hmm. or uh, something like that yeah. a, a while back. And that's exactly what it is. And, that's, and your ministers and your elders and your deacons and these people that are going and do this is, is I promise you, they need all the prayers they can get. Well, we get to the point where you, you say, "Do you pray for me?" Like, yeah, I, but do you really pray for me? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I've never had, I've never really thought about doing this. But someone said, "Would you please pray for me this week?" Let me know, and then the next week come back. So, did you pray for me? Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you pray for? Well, you, you, what of what I have, or what I'm doing, or not doing, or needing, or not needing? What of that did you pray for? I mean, we're not going to be that pointed and go to somebody and say, "Did you pray for me?" Did you pray for me? But honestly, we covered those prayers. Well. But let me say this: You had a meeting this past week with the area youth ministers of of Montgomery, and okay. y'all and y'all. One thing you did because because there was a point that was made here, and I want to bring this up. Yeah. Um, Raul mentioned in here because at where he's at, he said, "Sad is this: I should be able to confine in my church where I'm at, but I can find with my preaching buddies that they're 
uh, that are in other areas. Yes, they're still part of the church, but we need people in our congregations, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And in this and and in, in, in this meeting that y'all had, y'all wrote down prayer requests that you had, yep. and you handed it out to uh, uh, each youth minister. Just picked one up. You mm-hmm. didn't see what it was. You picked it up so you could pray specifically for what that person asked for right. for that week. Because guess what? There are things in life that we have. Yeah. And things we go through, that, and things that we don't usually ask about, you know. You okay. know, say it. I just, I don't go around the church and asking people, "I've got this." Would you pray for this for me? Would you pray for this for me? And, and I guess part of it is our fault as ministers is we feel like because we do this to ourselves. We do. It's our fault. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. Um, we we basically minister to everybody else, but we never ask anyone to minister to us. And um, and we're human, just like they are, mm-hmm. and we have the same top schedule they do. And we're to pay taxes the same date it's due, you know, when it's due. And we, we still go to work, and we go to school, and we do this, we do that. And people forget the fact that, oh, wait, he's a minister, yes, but he also has to go through the same junk I have to go through. Well, and, and that's kind of what we're talking you know, about. That's what's led us to do this series in, in trying to help out ministering to ministers because there are yeah. times we are losing too many preachers and youth ministers mm-hmm. from burnout, from depression, from all these things because, like you said, you know, if you're in a church – Forget where we're at here in Montgomery. You know where we're heading, Montgomery. It's it's a rare thing. You know, you're, you're in a congregation, what six, seven hundred people. You know, when college students are in session, yeah, yeah. we're about six hundred. Um, we're about six hundred. Where we're at, where I'm at, at Vaughn yeah. Park. Guess what? One person can't just do it all. And when you're trying and you're counseling and you're and you're trying to help these people out, and, and guess what? There's only so much you can take. That's that true. comes back on, and that's where you know we're losing people because of it. But we don't tell people there's only so much we can take um, because we're well, we're, I, think we're afraid. We're Superman. I mean, because we want to help other people, we have a hard time showing uh, our deficiencies and our problems and the things exactly. we're, not, we're not good at. We try to be good at everything. We try to be that five to a player, you know. Yes, and yes. so, so that's what we try to do. And so we. we we continue to work on that, and we forget the fact, and, and others do, because we don't remind them. And who wants that? Mm-hmm. Who wants a minister to come in and say, hey, can y'all minister to me? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You get paid to do that. Why, why do I have to do that? You know? And yeah. so, so you're right. It goes back to the other thing we talked about earlier. But, but the thing about prayer is, let's get specific about this, right. which is the point, mm-hmm. about being specific. Right. So let's talk, about, let's talk about the preaching minister for a second. Okay. We won't break down every possible uh, ministry, but your preaching minister um, – uh, I'm blessed to work with uh, Randy Medlin. Great guy. Love him dearly. Um, does a great job on Sundays. Um, love him dearly. But but here's the thing. Um, Randy needs prayers. He needs mm-hmm. he needs prayers, and so we need to pray for him. Your preaching minister, where you're at, uh, there's certain things that he does during the week, and every congregation is different. Yep. You know, the responsibilities are different. So but regardless of responsibilities, he still has a family there yep. that he has to minister to side by side with ministering to the congregation and, and from the pulpit and the presentation. So here's here's the specific prayer. Pray for the message that it reaches someone. Pray for the message that it connects to people. You know, uh, pray for the message that uh, it, it's spoken clearly and, and understandably. And so, so there are some specific things about your preaching minister that you want to pray. What? How about you personally? When you sit in the pew, what are some things that you want to gain from that? Pray for the gain. Pray that the things that are said is something that, oh, man, I really need it. And, and, you know, if they're using the Bible, it's tough to sit down and say, that's something I didn't need today. I mean, I think we all needed it. <laughs> you know, I think we all needed whatever is presented today. So I think that's something to consider. So, so we pray for the preaching. Um, you know, we pray for 
his family. We pray for the visiting of the congregation, but it's not just his responsibility. It's all of us, but we pray for success in that. And I think if we just say, pray for my preacher, and I want to pray for this, well, what about the preacher? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know God knows, but, but have you even thought about what specifically you want God to know about? You know, I think we need to get personal in our prayers and, um, and specific. And so I think that starts with the preaching minister. I think you look at the youth minister, and you're like, man, I, I pray that, that he does his very best to be with and, and to encourage as many children as, as he possibly can, to reach as many children as he possibly can. We have so many kids here. We have over 100, 150 kids mm-hmm. in this congregation, and it's near impossible for me to keep up with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm thankful and prayerful for all of our parents and all of our adults and all of our volunteers and our interns and other people that, that come in and help us to minister to them, and that's an answer to prayer. Well, you know, and you mentioned something here a second ago, you know, when you're talking about different specific things, I want to say this, if you're out there and you're praying for your ministers and you're talking about specifically, you know, I think each of them have different struggles that mm-hmm. they go through. If you have a youth minister in your church, you need to pray specifically for him and his family, because I'm not sure there's any other um, paid position at the church. And I understand ministers are tough, too, and they have their different thing. That John is, and I did not talk about this before the short That is a started. bigger attack on the, on, on the family than the youth minister, mm-hmm. because what you just said, you got 150 kids here. How do you minister to all them? Oh, by the way, you got a wife and you got two kids of your own. Mm-hmm. It is, it, is, it is tough, and, and they have to go, and you've got to have a strong wife. It's a different station of life. It's a different station of life of what you go to. And, and I like this. Raul mentioned, he mentioned about Paul asking for prayers in Ephesians six nineteen when he says specifically, pray for me too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what he's doing. Jeremy mentioned that, you know, pay, he was mentioning that, um, shout out the congregations that do that. And he said it's a true blessing at Buford because that's, you know, his, his congregation does do that. And absolutely, you know, and I like how you put this, and I want to steal this here as we, before we move on to number two here, is put yourself in the place of that minister and try to fill with mm-hmm. him as you pray. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about walk a mile in my shoes. Don't, don't say anything to you, walk a mile in my shoes or walk two miles in a shoe. You know, you hear lessons about that all the it's time. It's not just a cute line or a song. Yeah. I mean, actually think about it. Try that. to put yourself, because, yeah. and, and it's, not, it's not anybody's fault. No. And I don't want to say it's anybody's fault, but a lot of times it's like, well, and by the way, we're paying you too much anyway as it is. And, and, but it's and, a blessing to, to have that position, too. And absolutely. We're not saying we don't enjoy no. it. We love it. We love really it or we, love wouldn't, it. Or we wouldn't have yeah, gotten into it. Exactly. But we, just, we want everyone to understand where everybody's from. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time doing research and, and, and understanding and meeting and greeting and understanding and trying to figure out your family just spend a little time thinking about what all our family has to go through. And, and um, I will say this, and if you don't mind, I'm going to brag a little bit, do a little brown nosing. If I, um, the family here at university, there's a lot of folks here who um, go over and beyond um, asking me about our family, about how Stephanie and the kids are and how mm-hmm. they're doing. And, and it's not just a flu season thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, and I've got elders that ask the same questions, and I'm blessed, so blessed. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess what well, I'm saying that to say I enjoy that blessing, we need to share that and, and, and try to understand that. And, and the only way you're going to understand is what they're doing is ask, mm-hmm. you know, get involved, uh, quit, quit having these. And we always say these clicks everywhere where you're in here and you can't, you can't penetrate. You can't get in there. You can't come out. You can't go in. Um, I think we need to, to, to spend some time trying to relate to each other. Yes. And what that's going to do above all else, it's going to put a bond and really strengthen the, the church family. Uh, yes. And that's what, yeah. well, we, <laughs> I know we got, got him going. Got him going. <laughs> but here's Two hours thing. ago today, folks. You know, when you there's there's a thing when you sit here and you say, um, 
when we talk about First John one nine, confess your faults to each other, blah blah blah. There, there's a sin, and you know, we're talking about confessing sins. Mm-hmm. Get that. Right. But there is something of a trust factor when I can go to you and I can say, Paul, I, I'm struggling with this, or my right. family is struggling with this right now. There is something that's a trust factor, that's a bond that grows and makes your congregation stronger. If you can get to that point where mm-hmm. you can sit, and look, it's not a gossip session. It's not a hey, let me go talk. Oh, I can't believe the preacher did this or whatever. No. You know, it is. Um, it makes us what we're doing. When Paul sits here and he says, bear one another's burdens, when you weep, we weep. When you rejoice, we rejoice. He's not sitting here talking about some just um, frou-frou idea. Mm-hmm. He's saying, look, I want you to be family. I right. want you to be there, right. and I want you to be together. And we would. When Jesus, when, when Jesus says, "You'll people will know you're my disciples mm-hmm. by the love that you have for each other. Right. It's not just, hey, Paul, I love you. Good to see you on Sunday, and I'll see you later. Because no. it's a thing you say. Yes. You know, yes, from, exactly. The formalities is getting in the door. Exactly. I do got to mention this as we move on here to number two here. I love this. <laughs> Caleb Samson mentioned this. He says, youth ministry equals permanent and paid vacation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's joking. <laughs> he said, oh, and preachers only work on Sunday, so we shouldn't need <laughs> He is joking. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so so definitely pray for him. Number two is what, Paul? Well, there's one thing, too. Because we we okay, yeah, just the, the thing we uh, I don't make sure we cover this. The preacher and youth minister and family minister and involvement minister and other people on staff, they also have flaws. Yes, you know, and they have yep. weaknesses. So so continue to pray those as well. Absolutely. The second thing is is try to and we kinda hit this already. Mm-hmm. It's kinda go out of your way to show and offer encouragement. Let me start here. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was it was Brian McAllister, and I'm trying to remember who the youth minister was at the time who was with him there during this. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I mean, somebody can tell us in here. They wrote an article. I believe the Christian Chronicle might have read it. Somewhere, some, no, it wasn't Chronicle. It was somewhere else. But, um, but it was, um, and Dale will probably know. Uh, basically, it was a, a, an article written by, by Brian about the youth minister, and the youth minister wrote an article about the preacher. Oh, yeah. And, and basically, they were encouraging one another, but basically – Saying you know you know take care of your preacher take care of your preacher and then take care of youth minister youth minister and, and it's the relationship they have the the one of the things that can really destroy a longevity of ministry is is not getting along with staff so I guess this is sort of in the interview process make sure you have a good relationship with that minister with that youth minister coming in because uh, if that turns out to not be a good balance I mean it might not be a good may not be a good time fit. frame it's right good fit yeah work. So, so keep that in mind. But also, while you're there, brag on each other publicly. Uh, that was one thing that was mentioned there, and, and I wish I could remember the, the guy that, that, that uh, wrote that uh, with Brian. But, um, but yeah, they, they just brag on each other, um, hang out with one another. Uh, I'm not saying you have your best buds, but make sure the congregation knows you're on the same page because um, you don't want to – because I've seen too many situations where folks will go to one or the other and try to pit them against one another, and that's, that's never a good situation. So, um, so that's, I want to start with that, with encouraging. You encourage each other, but also encourage your minister. And so I think that's something to, to keep in mind when it comes to him. And, and appreciate them. You yeah. Know, have a pre- uh, minister appreciation days. And I think that's, that's – I think that's – oh, we lost the camp connection again. I've got to remember to, we're going to, to reset some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to keep going. Hopefully it will pop back up in here. Okay. Um, uh, Don't say anything really cool. Yes. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Back. Uh, Wes mentioned – Wes mentioned um, Wes Ayers joined us. Oh, uh, Wes. Um, we lost it again. Thank you for calling, people. Prayers um, um, prayers to Wes and his family. I'll just say that. 
he knows what it's about. Prayers for the internet to connect yeah. right now. That's it. Oh, they are back again. Um, Raul mentioned about needing friends, and and we're apologize for some internet connection issues here. Um, that's going on. We lost it again. It's he keeps saying it's connecting. It's lost. Is it on UIM? It should be. I didn't even pay attention. It's not. I bet it's not. Um, it still says we're connected. There we go. Stream resume. Sorry, guys. We're having some problems with uh, with the internet connection. All of a sudden, it started having some issues here. But uh, Jerry said he doesn't want Dale's job. He doesn't want. Yeah, mind. no, we do. We don't. We don't. We respect all this. them, but we don't want. It. Yeah, we like what we do. Uh, Raul mentioned the Oak Fellow is a great word for for living and working together. You know, and according to saying, it keeps knocking us off. But we're just John's going. going to be liking everything everybody says. Well, you are saying good things. Yeah, you are saying good no, things. That's good. That's good you thing. know, it's saying it needs to reconnect again. The show might get cut short, Paul. Oh no. I don't know. I know we're still on. Uh, we are still on. Uh, what's in the talk, talk show going on? But, well, let's make sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Yeah, we are. Right. We're good to go. Yeah, we're still keep recording. We're still recording, and hopefully, we'll be able to get this back up here yeah. on, on Facebook. So we're talking about encouraging ministers. Yeah, and and as you're sitting here and you're trying to encourage your minister. We're not just meaning go and pat them up, a great sermon, great job. You know, seriously go in and think, even those little cards that you send. I, I got one the other day from a little old, old lady at Vaughn Park, and and she just sent me something the other day, and it was, and we just celebrated her birthday. I think she's like 83 or 86, something like that. And and it was it was the nicest thing in the world to be able to get that card and say, thank you, you know, you've, you've meant so much to us and, and everything else. Um yeah, in all of this work and time and everything else, and and I said, you know, that really meant a lot. Um, I have a similar story, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind me sharing. Yeah, go ahead. And I won't say names, but I, I do know we. Um, uh-oh. Uh oh. I do know that we uh, we've lost everything. Tucker and I went to uh, the. Um, I'm good. I uh, went to um, ACA uh, yesterday. 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 For lunch, um, it was awesome. Um, spent some time with our middle school kids and then a lot of our high school kids at a table. We all came to the same table. It was really neat. And, um, it, you know, and you never know what kind of impact you're going to make. Uh, but uh, but I, I do know that later I had a mom uh, to call me and thank us for going, that it, it really helped change. It meant a lot to those kids, to, to her specifically and to others. So, um hmm. So it, it was just um, it was just neat. I, I wasn't um, I dropped a tear uh, mm-hmm. with that one to be honest. Um, but but because you never know what kind of impact you're going to make until sometimes you hear it. it. It really helps out. If somebody's doing good, please let them know. If they're doing bad, please help them. And that gets us to our third thing there, John. Yeah, it gets us to the the idea of helping helping people and helping our ministers. It, it's funny because we we've been talking about this with the minister part of you know everybody expects it to be you know this and that and everything else. You know, they're supposed to, we put them up on the high pedestal. They're not supposed to have any problems, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Sometimes I need help. Yeah. And and sometimes I'm going to be honest. We're not going to go and say anything to the people. That's true. That's we're, true. Not. we're not. And you get on to me all the time for this. Yeah. And, and But we're not going to. We're not going to go talk to people about it. Yeah. I do get on to you about it, but we're a lot alike like that. Oh, I know we are. It's just weird. But, uh, but anyway. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal. And people may think, you know, they're a minister. I don't know how to help them. 
they're pretty good at their job, but there are some some things there that might need some tweaking or whatever. Um, there's ways to go to somebody and say, man, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate what you do. You put a lot into it, your family, the sacrifices y'all make. But um, there's this one little thing, if you don't mind, I'd love to offer some assistance, maybe um, do this or do that. There's ways to approach. We're the family of God. If we can't communicate and talk to here, we may not get that chance in heaven. So, so I think we need to practice that and practice the um, what, what the Bible offers as far as how we should uh, communicate with one another. On that. Well, and and Paul, you know, and, and I know people. We, we the Facebook live feed has, has gone down, and uh, we apologize for that. But you know, there's going to be some people who are going to listen to this on on um, on talk show. You know, one thing, Paul, that that we hear a lot is you know everybody thinks they can do the minister's job you know better than they can and and that yeah. they understand and certain things like this you know sometimes it's not about going in you know you know you do counseling for couples especially when they're getting married and you've been married for years and and and, mm-hmm. and things and and one thing that sometimes you learn is sometimes your wife doesn't want you to fix it yeah that's true sometimes they just want you to listen don't come back here and say, well, maybe you should do this, and maybe you should cut working these hours, and maybe – look. Well, the same is true with with a kid. Let's speak of this because we have a couple of kids that lost a um, grandmother uh, about a – maybe not quite a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the big thing over there with them going over to the funeral home wasn't I've got something to tell you. I've got this lecture I'd like for you to listen to. Exactly. It's just uh, what can I do for you? Exactly. Let them talk. Exactly. In most cases, they're they're probably not going to want to talk. But exactly. just being there um, goes a lot further than trying to tell them how to feel. No one wants to know how to feel. And please, 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 in ministry, please never, never go to someone and say, I know how you feel. Oh, um, I hate that. When my, when my sister passed away, everyone came up to me and says, oh, I'm so sorry, and, and I know how you feel. I'm like, oh, you lost a sister today. Uh, you lost my sister today. I mean, it, it's just I didn't respond to that, but I'm thinking, are you kidding me right now? I mean, you didn't. You didn't lose that person. I lost that person. And um, and so we need to quit pretending like we know the feelings of the world so we can help them. We're not that good. You know, the person, you know, the, the um, everybody with uh, LPC and all, all kinds of people with all kinds of letters after their name that, that go to school and get degrees and PhDs to talk about people, they don't know how everybody feels. They understand the research to help, but part of it is just listening and being being a present there. And so quit, quit trying to fix everything and just, just be there. I think it's a big thing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I remember, and, you know, since this is not on Facebook Live and this is on the podcast, I'll go ahead and say this. I mean, going through – he thinks nobody's listening to the podcast. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> going, through, going through the divorce, yeah. you know, and everybody's just like, oh, well, you know uh, – you know, this is what I tried, and this is what I did, and, and this and, helped me. Yeah, uh, I'm like, okay. You know what? Everybody has to do certain things and grieve in certain ways, and not everybody does the same thing. I mean, there's some similarities. I mean, yes, in in life there are principles yeah. that are similar, but each situation is different. You mm-hmm. know, and you know, I, I know you and I talk a lot, and you're like, well, I don't understand what you're going through, and, and you know, you know, I wish I could give you a better thing. And I, and I say that back to you, uh, you know, with some of the things that you're going through, but it's the fact that we're there for each other. Right. Just, yeah. just, you know, how many times have I told you, you know, you've said, I wish I had something to say. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, um, <laughs> just let me vent. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> we will, we will consider that for some odd reason. Yeah. And we don't know why it dropped off. He can't, he can't. <laughs> he doesn't know what we're saying. You're talking to him. 
video's done and you're talking to him. Uh, but maybe he'll go to this and he'll laugh later. Uh, so those are basically the the the, um, the three things to help a minister ministering to ministers. We need to pray for for our ministers. Be specific with prayers, right? Uh, and then we need to encourage them and um, and offer uh, offer that, that encouragement and let them know we appreciate them. Uh, nothing boosts a minister than a card that says you're doing great. You better believe it. Um, every time I get off the pulpit when I preach, I'm just going to say Sam Long. Um, yes, always does that. It's yep. very encouraging of that. A lot of my elders are, but but I just really appreciate that. It's those little things. And, oh, little things. And, and, you know, how many times, and Paul, you know, being married, how many times has, have you probably heard Stephanie said, you don't have to go out and get me big flowers or things. Just just give me a card or just draw draw a picture. We'll go out to eat. Yeah. And, and so, don't buy me something that's going to die. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. Okay, deal. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That makes it easier on me. I love you so much. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So so we often encourage, but do that. And not just for your minister, but as you mentioned, to everybody. Right. You know, we're all ministers. And then, um, then, of course, offer help. Um, We don't have the expertise to help a minister um, in every possible area, but I think the offer is important. You know, the fact that you're there for them if they need you. You know, just to be there. You know, and that's, that's kind of the thing. You know... Just knowing that, hey, if you need something, whatever you need, if you need me to go mow your grass because you're busy here one day, or you need me to, if you just want to go get some coffee, or if you, one day you're so busy and you, you need you need lunch, I'll come, you know, anything mm-hmm. that just says, I'm thinking about you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm so appreciative, you know, of what you do. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So those are the three things, pray, encourage, and help. And um, don't forget the five stars from the word group. God is first. Group. Revere, revere the, uh, the Lord, uh, Jesus, and the church. And then only the Bible. Make the Bible your first and all, always priority. And then understanding service. Um, the Lord did it, was willing to do it. We need to understand that we should do it as well. And then, of course, the letter P is always put ourselves last. Um, it's never about me. Preach, brother. There we go. And that is the section of the ministry, the, the minister to minister number two. Um, next week, are we here next week? I know COIC week, we won't be here. Next week, I think we'll be here. We'll be here next week. Next week, we're actually going to talk about, um, we're going to take the family, um, the family of, um, of the, well, are we doing that next week? Or are we going to review the lectureship and then take an extra week and do that? We may do that. We'll see. Well, let's see what happens. Because we'll I, I like keeping going with this. We'll you're see. right. You're right. That's good. Um, well, we'll definitely review the election. But we're going to – yeah, we'll do that as part of it too. So what we'll do is – no one's going to hear what we're talking about right now. Um, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, get into the family, uh, the minister family, and talk about him and his wife and his kids. And if he's got a teenager, especially if you've been in youth ministry that long, well, congrats to you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stinks. Speaking of that, I'm going to – we're transitioning into the football part of this, what little we have to talk about. Um, prayers go out to uh, – to uh, Danae Elder, uh, she was in a uh, in a uh, car accident. Mm. She's okay. She bumped some bruises, but um, uh, Jerry posted that the other day. Mm, um, car was kind of rough, so yeah. so prayer, prayers for that family for her. Um, okay, we have uh, what, a little bit. We, last week we gave you our Super Bowl picks, so we'll we'll say those one more time. But a quick game here at the end. We have um and some things we're going to say here might, might get a little conversation. We'll say maybe not. 
Who knows? No one's looked to us anyway. Um, so we have the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is, is Sunday. I think festivities, as far as the, really? the pregame game? show, starts about 3 o'clock. Yeah. Good grief. Um, and the game starts at 5, 530. It's only two and a half hours to talk about the same thing we've been talking about all week. Um, Do you ever remember a Super Bowl starting that early? No. I'd never remember. I think it always started at 530. Uh, well, I grew up in Eastern time zone. So yeah, that's that. true. That's true. So we're going to turn into a game. So here it is. This or that? Okay, let's go for it. The game is this or that, and this is the the first part. I wrote this in the in the show notes a while ago um, that I, I wanted to make sure that um, that uh, we get. I was hoping to get people's opinion of it. Mm-hmm. It won't happen now, but um, the the this or that is not not football, but extra. This or that. If John and Paul created a a, a billboard to promote the John and Paul show <laughs> or the JMP group, would you go with? This or that. This is a caricature of the two guys. <laughs> or or just plain old text that says John and Paul show with a big microphone. I'm curious. Yeah, what we, say you, John Ponine? We are asking that. I, I do not want a caricature of my face that looks like oh, I'm constipated. No, it looks so cool. <laughs> I look like I'm this. It's, it's attractive in a, good, in, a, in a weird way. It's not because people look at it and say, <laughs> Man, those guys, I mean, that's some pretty nice guys. Um, they, look like they, get, they know what's going on. But it, it brings people, it's like a cartoon. It's like, well, I won't say a cartoon, but, you know, it's like, I, you know, I get that. I Bugs, get Bunny, that. and Daffy. It's like, what's that? Let's look at that thing. Oh, that's it's so attractive. Yeah. So I'm guessing you like text. Okay. Uh, this or that. Had a pretty background with the text. This or that. Super Bowl. Uh, game or commercials? What about you, John? Commercials, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have a favorite commercial? You know what I remember, and I hate saying this. I always remember back in the days. You remember when they used to have, was it, I hate saying this, but the beers when they were battling each other, they just looked dumb. Oh, the, 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 the reenacting the football game? Yeah, or something like that. Because each quarter it was something different at the at the, at the commercial and time. And don't you hate it? They make all these awful things, something we remember. I know, but that's uh, – It's what makes a good commercial, but it doesn't make the good – That part is, I probably haven't watched choice. Super Bowl in years. Not for being in. I mean, no one's in it really. I mean, it's the Patriots and whoever they're playing. I just that's it. <laughs> I just hate. To, I just hate to say that, that I, I do not like the NFL game. Yeah, I hate to say. It. I'm actually more curious about this XFL. I'm gonna tell you right now, this or that from the Sperlin side mm-hmm. commercial. You know which one I'm looking forward to the which most? One? Which one? The Solo movie. Are they showing? They're me? showing the trailer, man. They're showing the trailer. I thought I heard it's no. coming out Monday. No, it's coming out during the no, it's during the the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm recording oh, it. That'll be awesome. I'm recording it to fast forward to the middle. Because <laughs> oh, I can care less about the game. Whoops! I just I just I, I can't wait. Up the next one. I can't wait. I can't wait <laughs> if it, if it comes in if it comes into if if you come in on Monday morning and it does not show, you're gonna be so depressed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I won't be coming in Monday. I'll be in, in Henderson. I won't no, you will be in Henderson. Get to see it until probably Wednesday night. Like, well, I'm going to send you a message. Hey, Paul, they didn't show it. But if they do, you should like get your phone and, and record it. Okay, I'll me. do that for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, do that for you. you. You know, most likely he'll be on YouTube. I can just that's send true. You. That's true. <laughs> send me the link. Wonderful. All right, number two on the this and that. Do you care or not care about the game? I do not care. I agree. Do not care. Because the Patriots are going to win. We already know it. Probably. Uh, I mean, they're going to get like half a penalty called on them. Um, Can we pray for them not to win? Is that a thing? Does the Lord really care about the Super Bowl? Does the Lord care about the Super Bowl? 
What a conversation. We probably should have redone this. This would funny. <laughs> this the football part of it would have been funny to do. It probably would have been yeah. there. All right, this or that. Uh, of the game, if we actually decide to watch, would we be watching a blowout or a nail-biter? What do you think? I've got a thought about this. I really think. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a blowout. No, I'm with you. I think nail biter, not nail biter, because I'm that into it. But nail biter, and it's going to be close. I think so. They're evenly matched. You know, the last few, the last few years, even in the national championship game, not this year, but in in um, you know the last have come down to okay. The one where the devil lost. No, 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 no. Well, I'm just saying those games have come down to yeah, last second true. things, and so so. Oh yeah, that's true. And so I think it will be. I think it'll be uh, a nail biter for some odd reason. They show up and, I mean, give the Eagles for what they did last week and just demolishing the Vikings. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, I guess. No doubt. All right. Uh, next one, this and that. Super Bowl or any other TV programming, Paul? Let's see what else is on television, John. <laughs> <laughs> now, half time, I'll come back over, but, but after that, I'm not I done. would rather watch paint dry than probably to watch this thing. I have no desire. You know, you said something, you, know, you want them to switch back at halftime? Yeah. Is it a sad commentary that we have parent groups coming out there and saying, NFL, whoever does the entertainment, please make it safe for our children to watch? We are in that role in our society? Well, what in the world? Well, the problem is JT is singing. That's your problem. But you know what? I think he's grown up a lot. I hope so. I think he has really grown up. Everybody's wanting Paul Abdul to get out there with him again. And you know what that means? That wasn't Paul Abdul. That was Janet Jackson. Same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We're taking a lot of liberties. We don't think he might. Yeah, nobody's going to watch. He did. Listen. You'll be highly entertained. Uh, <laughs> like, God, you should do that all the time. Yeah. We, uh, we did this last week. We'll do it again, I guess. This or that, John, the Eagles or the Patriots? What does your heart say? <laughs> Patriots are going to win. That your heart says the Patriots. My heart wants the Eagles to win because yeah. I just don't want the Patriots to win. I but think we're I, together on this. Our heart says the Eagles. It says Patriots. But the Patriots are going to win. If the Eagles had Carson Wentz out there, good night. I'd probably go buy an Eagles jersey. Do you know how many turnovers that uh, Nick Folds has, has made happen? Mm-mm. Because as a quarterback, any interceptions or fumbles? I don't Zero. Know. Good for him. I, I mean, that'll probably change. I tell you, mm, I think the Eagles win this game. Yeah, I hope you're right. And I think Tom Brady will retire. I hope you're right, but you know, the, I, hope I just right don't too. see the I just don't see the <laughs> Patriots do it. I, I don't see. I think. I mean, yeah. I don't want to sit here and I don't want to get a conspiracy theory, but my goodness, everybody seems to want to. I mean, seems like the NFL is pushing the Patriots. So no, no. So, I well, as we, long as the Patriots have something to push, I mean, the NFL has something to push. <laughs> I think everybody just can't wait for it to be over. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Let's move on. Well, Paul. Well done. <laughs> it's not as exciting as we're not on TV. I know. <laughs> it really, really good. But we're, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the John and Paul Radio Show brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. I am Paul Sperlin with John Podine. As always, this is the show. Thank you for being here, and we will see you next week. Be careful if you're going to free. It's going to be cold. As always, can't wait. Love you. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. 
No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.